And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Joining me is Mr. Liam Hancock. Can I go to eat? And Mr. Roe Hancock. Nice and early one. Oh, I tell you what, it is a chilly winter's morning here in Hobart. <laughs> Lee, you've got the fingerless gloves on, mate. How are they treating you? <laughs> oh, they're, they're combating the cold, you could say that. <laughs> What Excellent. A, what a fashion statement, just quickly. What, we've had just about everything mind. on this show in terms of um, in terms of get-ups and kits, but Lee, that is a new one for Fingerless gloves aren't, aren't that out of the ordinary, come on. Well, on the podcast they are. <laughs> Why? It's cold. Oh, a bit, a bit of so ticker, bit like of ticker from you and I, Roll. It's good. Oh, Lads, cold. NBA Finals is in full swing this week. It has mm. been a massive week, especially for yourself, Roe. Our mm. resident Boston fan. Yes. Mate, how are you just before, like, we'll delve into it a little bit deeper shortly, but... How have you found this week? Is the anticipation, the excitement building? Yeah, it's a combination of trying not to get too excited, but then when you get a game up, you start to look to the future yeah. a little bit and you start to think, geez, we're not too far away from the um, ultimate prize. But, yeah, still a few games to go, so it's going to be I want you to have a little bit of a think. Like, we'll get into the NBL, uh, NBA results, should I say, mm. shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want you in, that, in the time leading up to that to have a mm. think. Is the lid still on? I'll let you think about that. I've been mulling this. I'll touch base with you shortly on that one. Guys, a big shout out to the Spotlight Sports Network, Pop Culture Pros and the cover. As we say, as always, absolutely stoked and delighted to be a part of those three networks doing wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Guys, be sure to like, subscribe, share the show wherever you listen to it, whether it's YouTube, as a video, podcast, Mm. intaker. Mm. Is that how you happily put it? Or an audio listener on Spotify, Mm. Apple Podcasts, all those good providing services. Um, and stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, tech, TikTok, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yep. Um, it's, all, LinkedIn. it's all happening. Yep. So, guys, stay up to date with them. We've got a lot to get through today. So let's get into it. Let's mm. start with some odds and ends. And probably the biggest piece of news to come out of this week was Quinn Snyder, head coach of the Utah Jazz, stepping down. Now, mm. this is a huge piece of news <laughs> and something we thought might be in the works for the last um, probably couple of months yeah. since their their demise and you know their kind of again a lackluster playoff performance. Yeah, so yeah. How yeah. do you feel about this one for the Jazz? Yeah, it's sort of a little bit predictable, wasn't it? But like as you're yeah. discussing, like I think the whole NBA community was sort of seeing the end of Quinn Snyder's yeah. term. Um, and it's not one of these like I guess nasty nasty departures from the franchise either. No. Like I think it was sort of. Very mutual. I think he was so, his time there. He sort of understood had come to an end. Yeah, and I think the Jazz were pretty happy to look elsewhere as well. So and he'll probably get a head coaching gig somewhere. No else. doubt. Won't no he doubt. Go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Leave yep. for yourself. This move for the Jazz. I mean, it's a big loss. I'd say mm. it was a big factor in um, you know the success throughout the years. What success? I mean, that's uh, the problem. I know, but the like, regular season <laughs> success the and then fact nothing. That they else. like got to the finals, however many times over the how, how many what years. Finals? Oh, the playoffs. <laughs> the playoffs. It's too early. <laughs> the only just I, I saw um, Donovan Mitchell said like he wasn't too phased. I'd I'd say that's a red flag. He um, he was a big reason as to why Mitchell signed that extension in yeah. 2020. Mm, you know, the fact mm. that Snyder was there. So it, you know, it kind of begs the question: Is is you know Mitchell going to be happy with how this has all played out? I think from reports over the last couple of days, it's almost a given that more than likely Rudy Gobert will be the piece out mm. and they'll build around Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Um, I saw an interesting one during the week featuring uh, the Jazz and the Chicago Bulls. So it would be Rudy Gobert heading to the Bulls. Okay. And for the for the Jazz, I'd receive Vooch, possibly Pat Williams, Kobe White to make up the draft, uh, mm. the, the trade numbers there, yep. the salary, should I say, and maybe a, a draft pick or something as well. But uh, just on that hypothetical... How would we feel about that? Let's let's use it as that. Let's okay. say Rudy Gobert goes to the, the Bulls and the Jazz receive Vooch, Pat Williams, and Kobe White. So we have we'll look at it from the Bulls perspective so far. So the Bulls yep. receive a multiple depoy, which is you, you can never you, you know, you're always happy to receive a um incredibly good defensive player. On the one. edge of thirty as well. Yeah, on the edge of thirty provides so much more on defense than Vooch ever did. But I guess on the other side of things, you're losing some up and coming really good prospects like Pat Williams. I don't think Bulls fans would be too keen to what would our man Apex think about <laughs> that? I reckon he yes. would be having a bit of that proposed yeah. trade there. Pr- Potentially not if Apex has got anything to do with it. Yep. But what do you, what do you reckon? Man, um, yeah, I think you're shot. giving up a bit too much. Even though Rudy Gobert has improved offensively this year, mm-hmm. I think um, I still think you're giving up too too much in that trade. Yeah, for me, I just think like for the Bulls, it's not going to be the piece that gets them over that hump into the top probably four mm-hmm. of the East. Mm-hmm. Um, they're giving up a lot in terms of their the young players. You know, they're a, 
if that if they make that move, they're a very old team now with DeRozan, mm. Gobert, you know, Lonzo's, you know, still quite young, Caruso, Levine, like they they don't have any real, real young mm. young guns. Yeah. Um yep. and I just don't think he's gonna aid them that much, Gobert. Like on the defensive end, sure, mm. but where are they going to get that continued offensive output? It's very reliant yeah. on Lonzo Ball and Caruso staying healthy and stepping up. And I think if you're the Bulls also, you'd want to make sure that you'd had Levine locked in before you make any of these big moves. Yeah. Um, because Levine's still one of these guys who's rumoured to be heading out of Chicago. So yes. you don't want to get Gobert in um, as that piece to get you over the line and then you know lose Zach Levine and sort of one step forward, two steps back. So what you're saying for that trade, Ro, is it's, Bullshit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it? I, I, get it? Classic. Uh, Classic. Clarify. The Bulls. Bulls. I get bullshit. it. Bullshit. But gotcha it was now. just yeah. gotcha. absolute zinger. Bit too early. <laughs> that was so bad. I hated that. Oh, come on, mate. Lads, Michael Beasley is signing a deal in China with, in the CBA yes. with the Shanghai Sharks. Yep. Now, former number two pick. Uh, last played with the Lakers in the 2018-2019 season. And, mm. you know, again, it just adds another high-profile name to the CBA. And it's good to yep. see some... You know, some of these players with former NBA talent, you know, whether it's bouncing around to the, the NBA or the mm. Euro League, you know, the CBA, it's good that there's so much talent worldwide now. Like the NBA is no doubt the pinnacle of mm. basketball and the one we focus on most heavily, but there are really other, you know, quality players around the around the world at the moment. Awesome to see him you yeah. know, continuing to get back into the uh, back onto the court there, onto the hardwood. Oh, he'll ball out in China and it's good for these players. Yeah, some of these players, oh. just quickly. Yeah. I don't know if you were going to say it. Some of these players you see, like with former NBA talent, they mm. are, you can put up some ridiculous, crazy, ridiculous numbers in yeah. China. Like oh, 48s, 15s, and 7s, and yep. just stupid box It's scores. just the norm. And oh, the, it, I, I think the it. CBA is one of these leagues throughout the world that actually contend with the NBA somewhat in terms of salary and payment mm. as well. Yep. Like you can still go over there and not disadvantage yourself while still putting yourself out on show. Get a bag. Yeah. Get a bag just later. Just for a few years. Get the bag and run straight to China. Big Bezo. Speaking of the Lakers, in other news, Rashid Wallace has agreed mm. to join Darvin Ham as a well as an assistant under Darvin Ham. Both played in the 2004 Detroit Pistons championship yep. winning team. Um, Ham said during the week they're really going to look down and make their identity on the defensive end, which is an mm. absolute must because mm. you know a couple of years ago they were the number one defensive team within the league and have taken a sharp sharp trip off a cliff since that time. So. Yep. I'm really getting, you know, I say this every year, but I'm getting a real good positive buzz about what Ham's going to bring yeah. to this team because, you know, with LeBron and AD and let's say Westbrook, you've mm. got a punter's chance. You've got enough talent there. Um, it's just very reliant on the, you know, the complementary pieces and getting the mm. right system in place. So I think Ham is the right man moving forward. They've definitely gone in the right direction, the Lakers, but mm. I was just thinking with this acquisition, any in-game brawls throughout the season? Imagine having those two big bit boys on the sidelines. Juice, yeah. Yeah. Imagine Big Sheed coming on and oh. providing a bit of backup to these folks. Not that they need it, but tell you what was it'd it? It'd be handy. Which series was it? Was it a couple of years ago when Ham was with the Bucks? Was mm. it against the Magic or the Net? And he was in a bit of a scuffle with the boys. Like he, <laughs> he's, he? he's, like, he's wanted to step in. So yeah. I tell you what, I he like does. it. We're, we're getting a bit yeah. of bit of heart back in uh, back in the purple <laughs> and gold there. Yes, like to see it. Fellas, let's move ahead to NBL odds and ends. I've got mm. a few here. It's been a big week. Like the season's over, but the news is certainly not. Yes. Um, I've got. I'll start with the Boomers squad that was announced during the week. Some mm. some names here to rip through and some familiar names for ourselves in Tassie. So the team will have three uh, FIBA World Cup qualifiers coming up on the the twentieth of June against China, the first yep. of July against Japan, and then once again on the third of July versus China. So the team is. We'll start with the the big name here for you, Ro. Yes. Matthew Delavadova. Go. Mitch yep. McCarron, mm-hmm. Will McDowell-White, Sam McDaniel, Wani Swakala-Bullock, Todd Blanchfield, Clint Steindl, Jack White, Jack McVeigh, mm. Keanu Pinder, Thon Mager, and Sam Rowling. Love to see the Jackies in there. Let's Ooh, first and we got foremost. three let's... in there. Jack McVeigh, Sam McDaniel, and Clint Steindl. Yep. Skipper there. All That's... providing something a bit different. Oh, it's fantastic to see. You know, it's certainly deserved after their performances this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome to see your guy Delhi there, Roy. Yes, headlining the squad, and headlining rightly so. Yeah, um, absolutely. No, he was always going to be there, but no, that's a that's a pretty solid squad overall, and, and a lot lot to look forward to. And it's just good you look at all these other names who are actually you know, you know Australian mm. you know, players. You know, mm. your Matisse Thibault, your you know all these you know Josh Giddies, Dyson Daniels, all these mm. players coming up. Like Australian basketball is in really really healthy shape for the probably the next five to ten, to ten yes. years, I would say. So yep. a lot to look forward to there, and Indeed. looking forward to seeing those games soon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, NBL Finals MVP Xavier Cooks has mm. signed a new three-year deal with the Sydney Kings. Uh, he has got a clause in his contract that allows him for outs for you know a Euro League or NBA offer. Mm-hmm. Um, he has said since that he won't be attending summer league. He's been there the last couple of years and says that all teams know what he's capable of. So he's you know he's he's just waiting for the call. Yeah, that's yeah. confidence in your abilities, isn't it? You know, I won't go. I'll just wait for the phone to ring and I'll be. I'll be on the next plane out. Uh, so is it surprising that he hasn't got an NBA call up, Xavier Cooks? I guess we look at him down here and he's just one of the most elite big yep. men that probably the league's seen really. Like, you what, just producing incredible. them now. You've seen Jock Landau yeah. go in, you know, Xavier Cooks now. Um, go Luala Chul. That's the name though. Um, Jock Landau, I thought he could potentially go in and, you know, play a similar role. Like Jock Landau hasn't, you know, obviously he's not going to go onto a team and become the star player in the NBA, but he has provided really solid minutes for the Spurs when he's been on. I thought Xavier Cooks might be able to do the same thing for yep. whatever team took a chance on him. And at the end of the day, we say it's taken a chance, but we know how good he is. We know how good he is. Even though the leap, you know, is obviously quite big to the NBA. Mm. Yep. But he's still a quality player and he's he deserves an NBA gig at some stage. He does, absolutely. Even if he doesn't, though, just in terms of a league standpoint, it's mm. awesome to see him stay because he it just is, elevates yeah. that level. He is a, you know, a tremendous player and a tremendous competitor. Not good um, for the Jackies. Not good for the Jackies. <laughs> he destroyed but her. In positive yeah. news for the Jackies, yes. during the week we did re-sign oh. our star, Josh Majette, on a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. Fantastic the news Jets. there, Lee. Yeah, isn't penguin. it? The what? He, he always reminds me of a little penguin. Oh, how oh Jet. Oh, up the floor. Oh, oh Jet. Oh, that's disrespectful. <laughs> Jet didn't think he'd get that no, kind of response. No, from he's absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. But, um, I'm saying, boys, oh, yeah, you yeah. look like a penguin. No, oh, yeah. Penguin. Doesn't stuff. he waddle up the floor no, like a penguin? Yes, no, he, he does. He, he, he runs up like and pulls up from uh, you know, logo range. He's a uh, weapon. Awesome for us, though, to get him back yeah. um, on that yes, one-year yeah, deal and you know, hopefully can go that one step further and bring us a title. Yep. Still waiting on news on Josh Adams. Uh, Not yeah, happening. You know, there's some ominous signs. I reckon money will prevail elsewhere. Probably looking at China as well. You we can go hang yeah. out with uh, with bees there. Oh, I think so. Um, but we'll, we'll keep our, our fingers on the pulse on that one. He has provided a few sort of cryptic Instagram stories and comments on Instagram. Not sure if you guys I have seen that. Did see that. But he, he, he more or less... I think the I don't I hate to say it, guys. How he's traveling and moving. There was one. Yeah, but then he, he was, corrected he, himself that it was moving furniture and whatever yeah, in his house. But I, I think the thing is, he he just wants a bit more. He wants to stay in Tassie. I think that's yep. the feeling I'm getting. Yeah. But if the money and the dollar dollar signs aren't there, then you know he's probably taking off elsewhere. Speaks all languages, yes, doesn't it? It does. Bellas on the NBL, a team who they finished seventh in this off season. They have made some massive, massive, massive mm-hmm. moves over the last couple of days. The Adelaide 36ers yes. have signed reigning Defensive Player of the Year and All-NBL first-team player Antonius Cleveland from the Hawks on a two-year deal. Wave. This is this is a huge signing. It was awesome seeing this guy in person. He is a mm. weapon. NBA experience as well with the Mavs and the Hawks. Yes. Um, so he's got a huge pedigree coming with him. And you know what an acquisition on both ends of the floor that is. Oh, huge. Complimented by the news yesterday that they have also signed import Robert Franks from the Brisbane Bullets. Uh, averaged 18 and 9 last season, was a shining light for them on the offensive end. You know, they struggled last season. Mm, mm. But these are huge, huge acquisitions and really should bode well for them, you know, in their kind of, I guess, rebuild and quest for a top four spot. It's enormous acquisitions. And when you look at the, I guess, the free agency list and the guys who were available, those two guys were the blokes who were headlining the list. And for both of them to go to the City of Churches, that's just unbelievable. Um, I think Adelaide will be right up there in contention next year. I think so. I think so as well. With the other pieces they've got around and these kind of two two players headlining. Mm. Um, Also in talks with Xavier Mumford from the the Phoenix there as well. So potentially another big acquisition. That one's still... You know, wait and see. But, right, okay. you know, I think that, I tell you what, next season, it's going to be a fun year. Mm, you know, yes. we'll definitely do an NBL preview, but there's a lot of talent going around, dispersed around the league. So, yep. looking can't wait to for that one, Lee. Can't wait as well. Next season, there. straight into the NBL. NBL, you looking forward to it, mate? Yeah, I need to get into it. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll, you'll it. be right, Cobby. You'll be right. A lot happening. Mm. Guys, let's move ahead. The Daily Dribble. Okay. The NBA finals. This is it. This mm. is where the champions are made. On last week's show, we touched on game one. Mm-hmm. Since that time, we've got had games two and three play out, which we'll speak about in a moment. When you listen to the show, so we're doing this episode Saturday morning here. In a, what's the time? We're looking at just under three hours till tip-off of game four. Yes. Um, so when you listen to this, 99% likely you'll be hearing it 
at the conclusion or during game mm. four. So, you know, take whatever we're saying for before that game. <laughs> um, but yep. game two, we'll start with lads. The Warriors winning this one 107 to 88. Curry, 29 points, six rebounds, four assists, three steals, and five of 12 from three. Mm. Uh, Tatum, 28 points, six rebounds, had a big game as well. Um, you know, how did we find this game? What did you think of how it all played out? The Celtics starting really well. Um, up by as many as seven in the in the first mm-hmm. quarter, but you know, went into halftime down two. Um, but as often the case, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. The third quarter is where they make their mark. They won they that do. one 35 to 14. Um, and as unlike game one, there was no comeback this time around. A lot of a lot of garbage time in that yeah. fourth quarter. It kind of blew out there. It did. Um, you know, it was it was out to as many as 29 points at one stage. Mm. But you know, how did we find this game, lads? Bit too laid back from the Celtics um, for my liking. They said we've got that game one and we can just chill for this game two, which um, that shouldn't have been their mindset going in. Smart, Rob Will and Horford. Horford, who came off a big game last game, all had two points each. Three starters with a combined of six points. It was a very poor performance from Boston. Warriors kind of had to show up in this second game after their after their first game. You couldn't lose two at home. You could couldn't. You, you no, couldn't. couldn't. And they they showed up offensively, which they pretty much always do. It's rare to see them not show up offensively, but then yep. defensively they were they were there as well. Um, Steph playing a bit more like we expected him to play, um, and then like you said, that third quarter they just killed their momentum. They'd have to be the the best team in the league. For killing momentum on the other team because they their quarters are their bread and butter, yeah, aren't they? It's just incredible. Like not only Curry knocking down however many threes he did in that third, Jordan Paul from like the logo that would have just right been on. like that was the dagger. point where you knew there probably wasn't going to yeah. be a comeback right on yeah. the edge of the third quarter. You know, pretty much on the halfway line, Paul. You know, I think that stretched it from twenty to twenty three, and yeah. you know, it's three points, but it, it feels like an Nailed absolute world away. Mm, um, mm. Row for yourself this one. How did you find it? Yeah, it was well going into it. You sort of thought it was a non-negotiable for the Warriors to win yes. this. Like, they're a proud franchise, and they're they're a highly talented franchise as well. And you just couldn't really envisage them losing both games at home. Um, and the Celtics, on the other hand, had one of these games, as Lee was mentioning before, where they left it all up to just a few blokes. And yeah. at the end of the day, the games that we're winning, particularly in the playoffs and the finals. We have con- contributions from all five starters yeah. plus bench. Yes, the um, role players, as the well, role players yeah. as well. But in this case, it was left up to the guys who generally do it on a night in, night out yeah. basis. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess coming into the game, I sort of thought that the Warriors might come out as they, I guess, did in the You'd end. Take but, the split, um, though, wouldn't you? I would definitely take the split. Like that's, yeah. Uh, as a, from a Boston perspective, to get at least a one in San Fran to begin the series, that Huge. was enormous. But Golden State did what they had to do in game two. They just turned up the pressure a little bit more mm. because there were so many open threes in that first game. They had the t- they won the turnover battle, Boston 18 to the Warriors 12 in this one, which was yep. a huge point of difference. And the, the physicality in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've watched this game a couple of times, had it on repeat at work the uh, the last few days. And the physicality, they it was a pretty... Um, Pretty tough whistle to get in this one, which I yep. liked. It really felt like playoff ball, um, which I enjoyed. And I will say, like, it, we'll speak about it in a moment, game three. Mm. But I liked how in that fourth fourth quarter when the game was pretty much done, Steve Kerr sat all the starters bar Clay Thompson. Um, he had a pretty, you know, average mm. game again, 4-19 and 19 from the field, 11 points, one of eight from three. But left him in the game just to try and get him a bit of rhythm and routine yep. and um, get, him, get him firing again because he's been pretty ordinary those first two games. And it seemed to... Uh, to work well in game three. He's such an intelligent coach, Steve Kerr. Like my, you think of most coaches in the same situation with a star player, they would have just automatically gone to the bench for the rest of the game, iced them up. But to keep him on just for the simple fact of, yes, you haven't had a great game, but we need a bit of momentum heading into yeah. this next one. Yep. I, yeah, only the really high IQ coaches would do that. I feel yeah. like we've got it also, at least I want to talk about Draymond Green in that game and the mm. intensity he bought. Straight from the tip, it was... The first possession, he, you know, um, got a jump bowl. Um, Second possession or um, later on, he got teed up after barking at Grant Williams. And then I don't know if you saw the legs on on Jalen Brown. Yes. Um, Like usually if if you're teed up, you usually don't do things like that. But I absolutely loved it because I feel like he was a massive factor in Golden State winning that game. He brought that intensity and that toughness. Oh, no, no, he was dog no, shit last game, but no, that he's been 
he's been horrible. Uh, what? Uh, like stat-wise? Across the board. We're talking about game two here, not game three. Yeah. It was horrible game three. Game two was, it, he was he walked, one of the biggest reasons they won the game. He walked a very fine line between getting thrown out. He's, he's re- well. Isn't that what he won in the fouled, finals? He's fouled That's out two times in three games now. He, yeah. he just walks a very, very fine line. And, you know, you need him to set the tone, but you need him on the court as well. Well, it's a pretty hard, hard line to to set between hyping up your team with that intensity and getting thrown out. I think game two, he did that perfectly. Game three, which we'll get to in a minute, he didn't do that so didn't well. Didn't do it but, quite as well, did he? But game two, I, I think it'd be unfair to leave him out of the conversation. I think it was a massive reason as to why they won it. And I'd say a lot of people would agree with me. Oh, I don't know. I just think he's been really, really poor so far. Like, just, okay, what about Roe then? If you think he's bad, I think that game two, he was a big factor. What do you think? I think he was a marginal factor. I don't think he was a big okay. factor. I disagree. I, I did think he had some sort of contribution. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Game three then. The Celtics not. winning this one, 116 to 100. Uh, took early control. Steph getting two fouls in the first six minutes wasn't ideal. You kind of kept him in, but yeah. I had him on tender hooks there. Um, Warriors were down by as many as 18 in the second half, but uh, second quarter, should I say, but went in down, down 12, 68 to 56. Yep. Jalen Brown had mm. some first half, 22. <laughs> Bless me. That's awesome. <laughs> Bless me. Bless you indeed. 22 points, seven rebounds, three assists at half time. And yep. you kind of thought at this point, he was the way he started this game, he was going for 50. Unbelievable. Yeah. Were yeah. you watching this one live, right? Yeah, I was watching um, it on and off, but yeah, geez, he, Came, it was one of these games which we've seen over the course of his career that he's certainly capable of. He is one of the hot streakiest players in the in the league. When when it's all when all cylinders are firing for Jalen Brown, he could go for fifty to sixty on any given night. That first half in this game was one of those games where it kind of made me. I think we've all pretty well got Tatum as that number one now. Mm, mm. But it kind of made me think this game. You know, you know, it changes on a week to week basis. But yeah. it was not just one and Jalen Brown two. It was one A and. One B. Yes. Like yep. The way he performed and took control, if Tatum's having an off night, he's there ready to go. He is. Um, yeah, yeah. Told you that's why Jalen Brown's my finals MVP because he's just got more consistency than Tatum. Yeah, I feel yeah. like more often nights than not, he's going to go out and have a pretty big game. Well, we'll get to that in a moment, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll back you up on this one. I'm with you there. Okay, you've changed. You switched up uh, from Hoff. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> After his two-point performance in well, game two. Curry started to cook, though, in that third quarter. Got back-to-back threes. Just got his fourth foul in that early in that third quarter, though. And again, it was one of those ones that almost holds some momentum just a little bit because it kind of gets you playing on edge a little bit more so. Yes, yep. um, but they really, again, as is always the case, that third quarter, they fought back, actually got a lead in this one, 83 to 82. Yeah. Ended on a poor run to end, end the quarter. So went down four going into the last. Really the side, the sign of a potentially championship winning team, the mm. Celtics just put the Put down yeah, while course. Curry was off. Like they just got that early, early jump on them, and they couldn't yep. recover. Um, so you know, what, what was the end score? Did I say 116 to 100? Mm. Like they really, really dominated. 11 points they conceded in that fourth quarter, and you know, put put the game to bed. The big thing to come out of this one now. Haven't heard any updated news, but Curry went down, had an MRI on that foot of his. He was skeptical the other day yep. for game four. All reports. Coming out, he's fine. He's fine to go, but it was a bit concerning when it happened. In the moment, yeah. You know, if they lose him, the series is over. Mm -hmm. So, big big factor to this series is how Boston responds to Golden State's run. In in this game three fourth quarter, they just did brilliantly. I was saying how how much of a momentum killer Golden State is. It's like I've just played normal social basketball, and it's so hard to. Get that momentum back after once it swings. Hard. Once mm. it swings, so to be able to do that is a massive up for Boston. And you know what they did as well. What was so great about their performance? How's this? So let me just read these three box scores for the, the key three players there. Mm. Tatum, twenty six points, six rebounds, nine assists. Huge. Jalen Brown, twenty seven points, nine rebounds, five assists. Massive. Marcus Smart, twenty four points, seven rebounds, five assists. Williams also had eight points, ten rebounds. Horford, 11 points, six rebounds, uh, eight rebounds, six assists. Mm. Getting, you know, those top three, massive, massive contributions. Backed up with Rob Williams, Al Horford. It was just a huge performance from their starting five. In comparison, you know, Curry did his bit, 31 points, four rebounds. Clay, 25, three and three. Mm. Better performance from him, best we've seen in a while. And Wiggins had 18 points. Not getting enough, though. Now, this is 
you know, I agree, yeah, okay, Draymond was, was decent in game two. He wasn't in game. The only thing he gave him in game three was two points and six fouls. Six fouls. And this is – so let's translate this to moving ahead in the series. I think he's the, the big turning point. Mm. He's meant to be their defensive kind of their stopper, set the time. Yep. But they need some offensive output. They do, yeah. Like if he's – they're essentially with him and Kevon Looney as playing a three-man offense mm. with Clay, Curry, and Wiggins. They've got to get a little bit from him. Um and, you know, it, it impacts on both ends of the floor. If you, you're feeling yourself on offense, you're playing well on D. If you're yeah. playing well on D, you're feeling yourself on offense. Correlates, um, yeah. It does, it does. So I think he's a huge part of this series moving forward. Ro, I'm going to fire back to you now. So we've got game four tipping off shortly. Yes. 2-1 up. Heading back, or well, game four in Boston today. Mm. Chance to go 3-1 up. Is the lid on? The lid's still on. Uh, you're full of it. Long, you are full of it. Long story short, the lid is well and truly no, still it on. Couldn't I think it, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. You've got to look at the opposition you're coming up against. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors, you can never feel safe against them. Yeah. Like, even if we were to go 3-1 up, the lid, even though it would have been unscrewed somewhat, it's still on. Like, it's only off once I can... If it's 3-1, I reckon you're going to get in a tattoo. Only <laughs> off once. 2022 champions. Yeah, potentially. Get once the, the confetti leg, falls, that's when the lid comes off. Ah. Yeah, when I see, like Kobe. Yeah, I actually don't mind that. Once we see the green, the green coming from the roof, then Good that's on. a different story. No, but. no. Well, okay, let's go ahead to game four then. Mm. Predictions. You know, it's going to be done by the time people listen to this. But what's our field predictions for game four? Where's it at? Boston. Probably have Boston again in game three. We saw a lot of that dribble drive um, penetration from Boston. It got them right where they wanted, and mm. it was in the paint, and that's where they scored a majority of their points. And you just wonder in game four, they're probably going to do this again. And how's Steve Kerr going to combat that? Is it a matter of bringing some bigger bodies on the floor, maybe Kaminga or something? I think it could be a case of possibly, depending how it goes, less Draymond time, more Kevon Looney. Time. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Is um, it or is it a case of you know, feel the paint with a bit more defense, but then allow that kick out three and hope they miss. Like it's a hard thing to combat that. But I, I think Boston will probably, you know, use the same, um, the same tactics and follow that momentum into game four. And mm. I reckon they'll probably take it three. You know what? One. I'm sensing a bit of deja vu to be perfectly honest. Um, so the first game we came out all guns firing and then Golden State bounced back in that second game. Yep. Third game we ended up getting the job done. I think Golden State, again, it's going to be a real tug of war this series. I honestly do think it's yep. going to be one for one, um, which, you know, it might result in a game seven. I think Golden State probably might take this one. They're a proud franchise, and I think they can get a few more contributions from their entire mm -hmm. roster. And if things don't fall the way that Boston would ideally like it to in terms of, I guess, Smarty getting on the board, yep. Al Horford, um, Rob Williams even, you know, I think the Golden State Warriors are definitely um, in contention to take this game for in Boston. Oh, this is a huge game. It is huge. I can't wait because there's so much that hinge on it, hinges mm. on it, should I say. If it's 3-1 mm. Boston win, you know, it's not curtains, but there's only one team in history that's ever come back from a 3-1 deficit. So yeah. it bodes really well. Likewise, if the Warriors get it back at two apiece, heading back with home court advantage, you know, the, the momentum completely shifts. It so, does, yep. um, For myself, Key, key little stat in this one being mm. neither of these teams have lost back-to-back -back games in the finals. Yep. So as soon as they've had a loss, they've bounced back with a win. Mm. Um, I see that continuing. Mm. I think I kind of feel similar to you, Roy, not just because I picked the Warriors in this series, but I just feel like they're, you know, going to bounce back in this one. And I think they probably understand the importance of it. Yeah. Um, you know, they, you know, their championship pedigree is phenomenal. You yeah. know, they're one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history. Been sure. there multiple times. They know the importance of this game. Uh, so I'm expecting them to bounce back and head back to the Bay Area at two apiece. But again, I think the key to this one is Draymond Green. Yep. A yep. lot hinges on him. I expect Curry to go bananas. Need a, plenty from Clay, plenty from Wiggins. But I think I think Draymond, he just needs to stay on the court. He can't mm. foul out. Mm. They've mm. got to keep him on the court. So. I think that's the important thing. I don't think, like you were saying, his offense output i don't think that matters too much i think it's a matter of staying on the court getting under six fouls just the worry is on that offensive side when you look at that box score and what the celtics did three blokes 24 points are yeah. over you know rob williams had was it 10 or 11 Horford yep. eight mm -hmm. and then you got Derek white coming off they've just got so many consistent you know scoring options they whereas do. the warriors are so reliant at, on your curry at the minute and yeah. you know i guess clay and wiggins mm. but 
They just need a few other avenues. They need Paul to step up off the bench yeah. um, and just get everything firing. How do you combat the the size and physicality of the Boston Celtics? Because even after the first yeah. quarter, I can tell Golden State is tired. How do you, yeah, how they're do you wearing combat? them out, aren't they? Yeah. It's hard to combat, really, um, from the Golden State perspective <clears throat> because the Celtics, when you look at them overall, are much bigger, much more yeah. athletic um, roster than the Golden State Warriors. So the Golden State Warriors just have to stick to their strengths. The Boston Celtics' strengths are obviously going to be height, strength, athleticism. Golden State Warriors need to kill them from the outside, and yeah. they certainly do need more contributors because if it's going to be a Steph versus Boston Celtics or a Steph and Clay versus Boston yeah. Celtics kind of game, then the Boston Celtics will, will undoubtedly get up, and we've seen that over the games that Boston have won so far this series. So yeah. um, stick to your strengths if you're the Golden State Warriors. In that game too, who else apart from Steph Curry stood up or stood out on the Golden State Warriors? Oh, like, was there more? Con- I, I can't remember uh, this. Was, there, uh, there would have had to be. I can't remember. There, the was, there wasn't any, you know, outstanding performances bar Steph. They yeah. just got enough from Can everyone you, else, yeah, which yeah. is kind of the key. They need just enough. Like, yeah, they don't agree. need everyone to be great. Curry can be great. Yes. Um, but the worry is that everyone's not being great at the moment. I just don't know. Yeah, it was a lot of 11 points, 11 points. Yeah. Like, everyone just had an hour. Sometimes, in. sometimes that's in. all you need. So... But Jordan Poole had 17, which I'd like to see again. Yep. Be more that. than what, like 10 points, like even 10? I don't even know if he got that. Well, let's transition to finals MVP at this stage and moving mm. forward. Let's reassess that little chestnut. Lee, you're saying Jalen Brown? Still sticking with JB, yep. He's looked good, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, looked good across yeah. those three games. You know, Tatum had a, was it a stinker in game one? Oh, on the offensive. Yeah, yeah, plenty of assists. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, couldn't knock it down. JB's been a lot more consistent, hasn't he? Yep. I'm sticking with him. For those reasons, you and I, Nick, we we went with Big Al to to after that game one. And, you know, at the time it was <laughs> looking, leading. It was he was leading it after game one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, it was. I think it may have changed slightly since yeah. then. Um, I think for mine, Jalen Brown, he's been the most consistent. He looks like he's a guy who could, you know, lead us to to the championship this year. Yep. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'd be going with Jalen at this point. Uh, I'm. I'll stick with who I had at the start. Like going into the series, mm. Steph Curry. Oh, okay. um, the, the, I guess the point in this being, mm. if Boston win, like the series and the NBA champions, it's going to be a lot harder to decide if it's smart, is it Tatum, is it Brown, is yep. it Horford if he goes bananas the next few games. You know, there's a lot of other pieces there. If the Warriors mm. win, it is undoubtedly Steph Curry. Yes. Um, yep. You know, he's putting up massive numbers, and I think for the Warriors to win, He's going to consistently have to do that. I tell you what, bro, that sun is that's, that's burning the old eyes. Bit ordinary there, Lee. Do you want to grab on the old uh, old shade studio there? Look at that. That is. <laughs> oh what, wow. what do they call that? The uh, afternoon glow. Yeah, there we go. That's Look at that. Like, oh, no, no, yeah, that's no. not it. Keep going. <laughs> Just above the. Yeah, that might do. Yeah, thank no, you. Li- a little bit more. Teeth are looking white. Uh, there mind. we go. You're back in yeah, business. Good, good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you look like. Um, not that I'm a huge fan or anything, yes. but Twilight. Like they, oh, oh, Robert Pattinson yeah. takes the shirt off and I'll starts shimmering. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll take that yeah. for sure. Batman. You've got a, got a bit of that look about you, don't we, you, We bro? seem to have this issue with these morning pods, don't we? Yeah. The sun just rises over the hills and... Not good for anyone. Blinds us, yeah. Not good at all. Tell anyway. you what, though, it's going to be a hell of a series. Game four, we are looking forward to, to tuning into that one shortly. Yes. How, uh, let me ask you this before we move oh, on. Yeah, how, I've got one more question too. How important and impactful is this game... Four. Wait, what? what for whoever wins? So oh, it's huge. It's is it so, like one of the biggest games? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's either 3-1 or it's two all in the yeah. with home court advantage. Yeah. I think yeah. this is probably the key key game possibly in this series. It yeah. is. If okay. Boston win, I think you know whether it goes five, six, or seven. I reckon it's probably yeah. over if they win this one. I don't want to you know touch Jinx wood, it. Yeah. but I reckon this one could just about seal it. I'm with you, and I think Golden State know that. And that's why I think they're coming out all guns blazing today. Yep. At the garden, how are they going to? The oh. garden will be rocking, mate. Don't you worry I about it. it. Mm. If the vans okay. are rocking, don't yes. come knocking, Lee. <laughs> uh, brilliant, yeah. fellas. Hopefully, well, what do you reckon? Last question before we move on. Yep. I haven't checked the game schedule. I think we've, what's today? Today's Saturday, one on mm. Monday, probably one on Thursday. We'll have mm. to have a look. Mm. But do you think by the time we record next week, we will have an NBA champion? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Do yeah, I think it might be all all done and dusted by then. Um, hopefully, in the Boston Celtics' favour. Let me just check this one out. Sorry. I think the only way that it can be done is if Boston Celtics win. No, yeah. Tuesday's game five here. Yes. Oh, 
Good one. Friday, yeah. Friday game six. So Friday we could be six. recording later that night, possibly if we do a Friday night pod with an NBA champion. Celtics yeah. in six might be the one we're looking at at this stage. Oh. Yeah, it could be done and dusted. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Yeah. I think it's going seven. It's going I'm seven. I'm sticking seven. Okay. Um, I think it'll be done in six. Be a huge episode next week, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wow, we. It's yeah. going to be very dependent on today's game. Yep. If Celtics get up, I think Celtics in six. Warriors get up, I can definitely see it going seven. Mm. Beautiful, fellas. Looking forward to it. Let's move ahead. Daily dribble. Now this is this is huge. A segment we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Draft deep dive. Fellas, yeah. it's really kind of creeping up. The NBA draft, twenty mm. third of June. So this is our penultimate. This is this, our last one. No, our second last. Okay, steady on. God, I love this segment. Gives me such a good insight on the on the draft. It does. Yes. It's so fun watching all the clips. You know, just sussing out these players. And as we've said in weeks gone by, you do get that attachment to those mm. players, and you, you know, you're looking forward to seeing how they they play out. Um, can you name your last two that you've done? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, uh, so I had Jaden Hardy. Okay. And Osman yeah. Deng. Okay. Yeah. Good one. I had Jabari Smith Jr. and Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, Rose I had, got no hope. I had Malachi Brenham. <laughs> yeah, we go through the notes here. I know uh, Rose, other one, Johnson or something. Uh, oh, Johnny, Johnny Davis. Davis. Yeah. How could I forget Johnny? Yeah. I, I tell you Trust what, me, that... when they're in the league and, and they're performing really well, you won't I'll forget their name. I think that's the key, isn't it? Going names that aren't too hard to remember. Yeah, Malachi Brenham, that one was, <laughs> that one was a stooge. Yeah, well, I might start this week, actually, fellas. Yeah, do. I have oh, gone for, you know, I'm not much of a swimmer. Anyone who knows me, I'm not much of a swimmer. So I thought um, a li- I've been, it's been a long, long swim back to shore. Yeah. I thought I'd frolic around in the shallows for a little bit here. <laughs> play around in the white, the white water that's just right. crashing. Because I know you yeah. and I, we've been out in the we've boards. We've been going down. We've been blue. out in the boards together. <laughs> yeah. Like, and getting stuck out at the back of the waves and trying to come in. It's not fun. Oh, mate, it's, a, it's horrible. You just think you're never going to come back but in. But what you're saying is you're on your way back in, are you? I'm on my way back in. Yep. So okay. I've gone for Benedict Mathurin. Oh, you're lucky because I was going to do that. I've gone him. Um, Dr. Sick, Strange. Yeah, I know. That's what got me. Benedict. <laughs> what a sick name. Yeah. Would you? Okay, would you go by like, so my name's Nicholas. You know, I get Nick. If you're Benedict, are you going dicked? No. Dicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or are you going Ben? I'm going the full name. Or Benedict. Are you I, think a full name, name guy? I think the name Benedict is cool enough to yeah, I think roll with cool, Benedict. Hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do a, if you do a Ben on him, it's just it's a bit boring. That's for yeah. Ben Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah facts. Yeah. Eggs Benedict. Well, Benedict here is a six foot six <laughs> shooting guard. Uh, he's 19. Will turn 20 later this month, so heading into the draft. 210 pounds, so he's mm-hmm. got a good size frame on him. Yep. Played for the Arizona Wildcats, where he averaged 17.7 points. 5.6 rebounds, two and a half assists, as well as a steal a game on 45% shooting and 37% from three. So oh, very yeah, impressive yeah. statistics there. Some of the pros of him mm. compared to some of my players gone by who have been slimmer builds. This guy has got a body built for the NBA already. Mm. Uh, he's got really strong upper body. His torso there is just, you know, going to match it with the heaviest hitters Big within boys. the league from yeah. the word go. He's, he's not, uh, you know, an unfreakishly, you know, unfreaky ability yeah. level athlete, should mm-hmm. I say. But he's got a real pretty good quick first step. So he's got plenty of bounce as well, that being probably one of his biggest strengths, his ability over the rim yep. and scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great rebounder with that body. And his ability, what I noticed watching tape of him, getting up and getting those boards, but then with that ability and that explosiveness, getting up the court. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. competent, competent ball handler. Um, quick. He's quick and scores well off the dribble, mm-hmm. which I like as well, like, Again, his handle and passing are both both you know skills that have a little bit of work to go, but he's got that raw potential there mm. to grow. Like he's shown yep. really good flashes, and as well, you know, it's not all offense with him. Mm. I reckon he's got the potential. Really solid defender, six foot nine wingspan. He's going to cause a lot, a lot of grief on the Plus defensive end. Yeah. And again, another player, a big thing for me, I guess, when I've been scouting these players, mm. is looking the at binoculars out. Did you? Yeah, 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 mate. Getting getting the players who have that ability to guard multiple positions. Yeah, huge. Uh, his size fantastic, but his speed, his wingspan, got all the makings of someone who could I reckon terrorize most yep. most uh, opposition players. Yeah. Um, what stood out though was just again that explosiveness. I mm. think he's going to be like if you've you've got him in a straight line sprint, not going to be the quickest by mm. any means. But mm. I reckon in that explosive first couple of yards, going to be up there with the best of the best within the league. 
within the league, not the draft class, the, the league. league. Yeah, Jeez, John Wall, Russell Westbrook. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Sounds a bit Russell Westbrook. So yeah, you'll yep. take that any he, day of the he's week. Probably pretty similar with a slightly better outside stroke and better on the defensive end. I just want there to be a superstar in the league named Benedict. Yeah, how good? Same. How fun would that be? Yes. Yeah, and he needs to. He needs to ball out. Rookie of the year, Benedict Mastura. Yes. Yeah, well, I can. Fun. I can see it. What, I can see it. I just want to see if the first Benedict to come to mind is the same for you as me. Oh, it's Cumberbatch. Yeah. What other Benedict? I was about to say <laughs> oh, Benedict Wong. He was also in the oh, yeah, Strange. Wong. Yes. How's yeah. that? How's that? Having two I know. like lead actors in the same movie named Benedict. The chances. Very low. Um, room for improvement with this guy. Now, yep. I've sung his praises, but the, the shooting is a little bit streaky at times. Yeah. As is often with a lot of these young players. You know, they'll go really hot one game and come back to earth very quickly yeah. after that. And with that comes often, uh, well, not often, should I say, sometimes poor so- shot selection. Okay. Just not okay. knowing the feel for the game and taking, you know, unrealistic, you know, shots that aren't in mm. the flow of the offense or aren't, you know, high percentage. Bit of Joshy Adams. Like Josh Adams. No, he does that. Mate, you're doing not any favors for Jack Jumpers today. You're bashing oh, he on does the jet. do that. You're, I you're didn't crack. bash on Majet. I called him a little penguin. In what world is that a compliment? Oh, no. <laughs> In penguin world. Deary me. He sometimes gets caught ball watching as well, mm-hmm. um, allowing easy cuts to the basket. I noticed that a few times. You're watching like games, not yes. his highlights, because yeah. they never show this stuff. But watching games, he sometimes just gets caught ball watching, and so many times that back cut. Um, undid him. Mm, um, James Harden defense. And with that, he sometimes as well with his ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He forces to play sometimes a little bit too much as well. He's almost too eager to, you know, find a teammate or, you know, create like right. as, as opposed to slowing the play down. Yeah. Um, so I think if he, if he gets in the right team with a good structure and gets better in the flow of the offense, it's going to help him just not only from facilitating, but also his own scoring. Mm, mm, yeah. At the minute with the Wildcats, he's just kind of trying to do too much himself. Um, and then not having enough gas on the defensive end. Yep. Um, a player, I think, from all reports, looking into it, you know, all scaling reports, have him in that 6 to 12 range, okay. most commonly probably around the 8th range. So he's he's not in the top, top tier of this year's draft, but he's probably in that second batch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think he's <laughs> got a... Uh, Come a batch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I couldn't get it. No, out. that's all right. I'm with you. He's, um, I think he's going to be one of those players who's probably going to finish in the top couple of rookie of the year just because he's going to get, I think, highlight plays and he's going to do it on both ends yep. of the floor. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Benedict can do. I did see his name and it did stand out to me when I was. Looking I thought one of us, like someone else, might have got him as well. And I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you went with him. I'm glad we gave him a bit of um, bit of the spotlight. I'll go next though. Um, my boy is AJ Griffin. Heard much of him? You got him as well. Yeah, I've heard a fair bit about no, it. Oh, no, no. Let, we, oh. Okay, we'll make, it, one, we'll make it a combined yeah, scouting combined. report, I guess. Um, I'll start us off, Lee. Um, 6'6", six, six shooting, uh, yes, 6'6", six, six small forward out of Duke. Um, yeah. He's another prospect. I, it's almost every prospect I've had in this segment has been very unpredictable as to where they're going to end up in the yes. draft. Is it, Are they going to end up seven? Are they going to end up 17? We just don't yeah. really know at the moment. But it's a fun class, doesn't it? Does, it? Yeah, it's hard yeah. for these teams, you know, which route they go. Yeah. Trying to predict the board. That's exactly right. And, you know, each team will have their own individual needs for what they require. But I think any team who's getting maybe a top 15 to 20 pick this year is going to be getting someone yeah. pretty yeah. solid from what I've seen. Yep. Um, so I think even if he does fall to, you know, if – you know, around the 15 mark, that's going to be an absolute steal for yeah. whoever ends up with him. Um, AJ Griffin is one of the best shooters in this NBA draft. Um, yeah. Have you got his field goal percentage there? I've got his beyond the arc percentage. Beyond the arc percentage in his freshman season with Duke, 44%. 44.7. 44.7 if you want to put it to the decimal point. But 44.7. Yes, that's, yeah, oh. that's unbelievable. Jesus, what was his field goal percentage? Um, it had 54 from the field, Jeez. which is pretty damn good as well. It's good yeah. regardless. Um, but uh, what's his free throw? He could be part of the 50, 40, 90 club. <laughs> Absolutely could. Wow-wee. So he's a ready-made shooter. But one of the other things, and probably something that you found out as well, Lee, similar to Nick's ben, um, Benedict, is he's got one of the most NBA-ready bodies. Yes. If you've seen his highlights, he is a he's a big boy. He's bullying the opposition blokes because you think of the opposition yeah. guys in college, a lot of them are still skinny builds, still got a lot of weight to put on. You shit Holmgren. Shit Holmgren, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, we're looking at you. String bang. Not AJ, not AJ. Not AJ. AJ is a 
bad man. He, he he's going to come into the league. He's not going to be pushed around. He's going to he's got to be a triple threat because he's good from beyond the arc. Yep. He's got the physicality, yeah. but he's also really good on defense. He he's a defensive wow. beast. Do you want to say a bit more about his defense, Lee? No, you you keep going, and then I'll okay, be I'll be the, the bad cop, and I'll I'll shine oh, on his good um, cop, bad cop. Oh, I love this straight I, from the playbook. I didn't want to give the go. constructive criticism. Oh. Um, but yeah, on the defensive end, similar similar um, to Malachi last week, he's got a seven foot wingspan. Yep, just incredibly useful on the defensive end if you're locking a guy up yep. on the perimeter. If you get those little um, little sneaky steals, yeah, yeah, deflections, yeah. Yep. anything. Um, and speaking of those deflections on the defensive end, he's touted as being one of the most highly um, intelligent defensive players in the league. He seems yeah. to be a step or two ahead of the opposition, always able to read what they're doing and pick it up and have those little deflections, yep. as you were saying. So he's no doubt going to cause some headaches for the opposition um, on the on the defensive end as well. And I think the way that the league is headed, these three and D players are becoming so valuable. Yeah, and are. all the NBA scouts will be looking for that combination. If you can find it's like in NBA 2K, if you find the right build, mm. um, you're onto something special. And I yeah. think in this case, three and D, NBA ready body, yep. um, intelligent. He's he's got a lot of box ticked. Now the boxes that he doesn't have. Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit good about him. He excels <laughs> oh. with the catch and shoot. That's where he does excel, especially yeah. from beyond the arc. But he has shown the ability and a lot of ability to create his own shot, and he'll continue to work on that. But he can, you know, um, pop off off the screen, like off momentum. He's, he's good in that aspect. Now, there is concerns Ooh. on what he'll bring to the table in games where he can't knock down his threes. Um, we've mm. seen it with, like, Duncan Robinson. When he hasn't been able to knock down his threes, he's... He's been completely out of the rotation. Out of the rotation. Um, But if he can um, bring that defensive side, um, then at least they'll have that input Mm. there. Um, There's also concerns. He missed a lot of the start of this season with an injury. So there's Mm. those injury concerns, of course. What what was it? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I think it was just, I think it was niggling injuries from the the sounds of it. But um, pussy, just little bits and pieces. (laughs) He he came came home strong, though. And he's Uh, with a wet sail. Yeah, still with a wet sail. And he's around that um, 10 to 15 mark. um, Okay. I reckon the injuries niggling will probably keep him out of that top 10. Yep. but he reminds me, from what I've seen, he reminds me of with a really, really, really high upside, and I don't think he'll probably reach his upside. Oh, there you go. You're looking at shoot for the moon. You're looking at like Jalen Brown or Jimmy Butler. But I think he'll he'll be more like a player, maybe like Desmond Bain or Buddy Hill, in my opinion. Desmond Bain sounds like a pretty good comparison, yeah, just I'll based on what he's doing from throwing like his size, because yep. that guy's built like a. He's built like a brick. He's got the best arms in the league, oh, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Without his biceps are unbelievable. He's Stephen, got biceps on biceps. On biceps. <laughs> Stephen A loves his, loves his muscles. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Oh, I'm I look very at him and I go, mate, I wish I was you. But, yeah, um, like, <laughs> yeah, you'd be looking at yourself in the mirror a fair bit, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, bloody eyes. So that's that's a good comparison. And I reckon if he, yeah. whichever team gets him, if that's the way he's kind of heading, that's a huge, huge pickup. Yeah. I, I have seen, likewise, I have seen the Jimmy Butler comparisons as well. And I can I can sort of see it. I can see he's got, he's got the same build and he's got the same aggressiveness and tenacity on the def- what's defensive his, uh, end. What's his car mirror situation like? Car mirror. Oh, I think he's still mirrors. got the rear view mirror on his car. Yeah, they're still attached. All right, they're, yeah. they're, they're well, cut from please, a different cloth. There. Please yeah. offer some context because we haven't talked about that for nah, about They can look it up. They can the, look the, it up. The Jimmy Butler story. Yeah, that you got to give some context. He we doesn't have his rear view mirror because he doesn't like looking in the past. That was something that happened. He, he's he, huge. When, I don't remember when it was, but he Jimmy Butler took off his rear view so he – didn't see the pass, only Ford. I don't want to, I really don't want to burst the bubble here, but I, I did look this don't up. Don't let it ruin uh, it. Is it fake? I, no. think, I think it's, I think it might, we might put a bit of mustard on that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's, I think Jimmy came out and said that it, yeah, it yeah. Wasn't, wasn't true, but let's just pretend it Can is we, true uh, for the uh, sake of if it. you pretend. Yeah. It's true. Sorry to burst the bubble. I was hesitant to do it, but just in case people fact checked us. And it's like it. when you go fishing, you didn't catch just a little flathead, you caught a 27 foot <laughs> marlin. Yeah. Don't let it ruin the good story. Fun name rolls off the yes. tongue so well. Fun name, and I tell you what, it's good because it, I tell you what, I've been putting in a lot of time recently watching Family Guy and Stewie Griffin. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, the, the Griffin name, yeah. um, we calling him Stewie, yeah, little Stew Man. I tell you what, though, <laughs> we're going next week, we're going to have probably our last installment before the draft of Draft Deep Dive. 
just so far, we've mm. assembled a squad of nine players, each having done three each. Mm-hmm. And none of these are the... You went Jabari there. Yeah. But, like, we've kind of hung around the nine to ten plus range. Like, there's a lot of talent deep within this league. The yeah. top couple, you know, the top three are interchangeable, but are all pretty, I think, set in stone. But after that, this draft is wide, wide open. It is. Um, and I think... Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know if we're going to have a player like a Luka Doncic or a Trey Young at that superstar level in this class. You know, in that kind of same time frame. Yeah. But I think we're going to have a lot of really, really good, solid NBA players. That's what I love yeah. about this draft. Really like, good players. A, a, most drafts in the past have had tiers. So one to three are top tier. Then it might be yeah. like four to six. In this draft, it's one to three being that top tier, obviously. Mm. And then past that, Four to 20. it's pretty yeah, much anyone. That is very, very open. Um, so certainly looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing how a couple of Aussies go, you know, there in uh, Usman Deng, not Australian French, but coming from the NBL. Mm. You know, you got your Dyson Daniels. Luke Travis, hopefully, um, yep. will get a bit of a gig here today. The Perth Wildcats, who we've seen over the last couple of seasons. Mm. I mean, Dyson Daniels down on the board, but... is from Tassie, no? He's a bit what? closer. No, is he's he? not no. from Tassie. No, oh, from who, Tassie. who were we talking about who's from Tassie? You were talking about something. Ta- oh, Taz. Taz. Uh, Taran yeah. Armstrong. Taran Armstrong, that's yeah. the one. I knew okay. that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Got him mixed up. Yeah, so the, 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 Taz Talk was a segment. Didn't kind of catch on like uh, <laughs> our, our giddy segment. I remember Rose with a serious face says he was going to talk about him everywhere. Yeah, I've been following Taz. Sure, I have. <laughs> What's his updates? Uh, yeah, he's going well. Good. Basketball Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Fellas, some week it's been. It's, you know, this is honestly possibly the last week of basketball we're going to have for a little while now. Yeah. Yes. They've got no more than four games remaining. How sad is that? It yeah. brings a tear to my it, eye. It does bring a tear to my eye too, but you know what's great? You know, we just alluded to how much news there was in the NBL today. The mm. same with the NBA. Mm. Draft coming up, free agency, the off-season, there's... Heaps of news going on. So, guys, be sure to stay up to date with us. All of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Um, subscribe, share, listen, wherever you you know listen to the show. Do all that good stuff for us because we will have plenty of news coming up in the off-season. Um, I think the plan is possibly a uh, bit of a ho- holiday for the team, possibly. Yeah. Bit of a, yeah. Bit, of a bit of a break. We'll come back refreshed, reinvigorated. Um, oh, yeah, we'll see how we go. We're still nutting out some plans there, but yeah. we're going to have a lot coming next season. Uh, we're speaking about... Uh, possibly having a designated, you know, a half an hour a week NBL episode. A couple of different things in the works here. So there's plenty of news going on. Absolutely. Bro, game four today, mate. Best of luck. Thank you very much. I'll tell you what, what are we now? At the time of ending recording, just about, we are two hours out. Two hours out, right. From yeah. tip off. How are you feeling? Uh, nervous. nervous or excited? Uh, no, yeah, very nervous. I'm anticipating Golden State to come out, all guns firing. Yep. I'll tell you what, though, that lid, that lid's loosening if we get up today. Not to the point where it's off, but to the point where... I reckon it'll blow. You can if sort you of win the, today, I think it's coming off. You can sort of see the what do you reckon? Inside. Is it coming off? If he... Oh, it has to. Yeah. Yep. Come off for me. Fully off, you reckon? Mate, fully? Yeah. Fully off. Oh, blown well, okay. off. Okay. Best of luck for today. Thank Certainly you very much. Certainly not rooting for you, but... Why yeah, not? Um, no, I'm, I, I picked the Warriors. I'm going for the Warriors. Okay. Yeah. I can't, as a Lakers fan, go for the Celtics. You can't. You can't. Absolutely With a clear conscience, can I? That's very old school of you to say. Looking forward to a wicked game, nevertheless. Guys, thank you once again for listening. We've had an absolute blast here on a chilly month, oh, chilly winter's Saturday, Saturday morning. Saturday. Guys, till next week, enjoy what's going to be a massive week of NBL action, NBA action. And we'll talk to you soon from Ro, Lee, and myself. Love you, bye.